0: Well, before we start this sh- show running, let me ask you guys a quick question. Have you ever thought of what are the do's and don'ts in creating your own content? And also at the same time, have you ever thought of how you can build your business up even during this very difficult period of time due to COVID-19? Well, hi, my name is Raisin Chu and I'm your host for The Regacy Show and Today is episode 75, and I'm really, really grateful and honored to be interviewing this amazing individual, and his name is none other than David Thomas Tao. Let's welcome David Tao in the house. woo Yeah! Hi, David.
1: Hey, thanks for having me today.
0: Hey, you're most welcome, and How are you? How, are you? how, how is it over in uh, the States?
1: Uh, I'm in New York, all things considered. I'm doing fine. It's a a rough time for uh, a lot of people worldwide, and it's a rough time for New York, especially right now. I consider myself pretty lucky. So nothing crazy to report on my end. I've been sheltering in place for over a month now um, or for about a month now. So, um,
0: Oh, okay. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, so um, from what I know is that you have been doing this uh, pretty amazing amazing thing, like, you know, um, doing your own business, especially like, you know, building your, your own business in terms of like a, like a media company sort of, right? Bar band. Mm-hmm. That's great. Right? Yep. So do you mind if you share with the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Sure.
1: Uh, sure thing. Um, well, my name is David Tao, and uh, I'm originally from Kentucky. Um, I currently live in New York, and for about the past decade, I've been really passionate about creating content online. I actually started um, as a fitness business, uh, or sorry, as a business journalist, um, so writing oh, okay. for places like Fortune and Forbes, uh, writing on different topics in, in, in business and markets and things like that. I um, uh-huh. left that pretty quickly because I got an offer to head up the editorial team at a fitness content startup. And I'd always had an interest in fitness. I was a competitive weightlifter for uh, for a period of time. Um, I found CrossFit shortly after I moved to New York almost a decade ago. Mm-hmm. and was really interested in that. So I thought, oh, it's good to combine my passion uh, outside of work with my professional career, really, really started uh-huh. enjoying that, that crossover between fitness and business, left that organization and actually ended up consulting for a lot of brands who wanted to get into fitness. So I did work okay. with companies like Samsung uh, and their wearables department. Um, I, I did some writing and contributing to the CrossFit Games website, which was really cool and something I was following closely. So I just started doing a lot nice. of work with different companies that, um, a lot of gyms that were opening, I started consulting with them about how to market. Um, okay. Their services, So I kind of built this uh, amount of experience, this level of experience in the fitness content business and fitness marketing businesses. And then in early 2016, I decided mm-hmm. I wanted to really run with this idea that I I'd had for a long time, which was to create a central hub and resource for strength athletics. So that's weightlifting, powerlifting, CrossFit, strongman, you name it. Anyone who's... Well, who's into strength training in a competitive nature and likes following those sports, mm-hmm. participating. So that's how Barbman was born. And, and myself and my two co-founders launched Barbin in March of 2016. So we're just over four years old, which is crazy to think about Whoa. now. We have a full-time editorial yeah. team. Uh, most of which uh-huh. is based in New York. We have a couple, mm-hmm. um, folks, um, Uh, in Austin Texas as well and then we have contributors part-time and freelance from around the globe dozens of people who are contributing writers to our brand Um, so that's what barbend is we have around a little over 2 million uh, readers a month and uh, we're the official official media partner of USA weightlifting and we work with a lot of cool organizations we live streamed the CrossFit games last year and yeah that's what I do that's that's pretty much that's pretty much my jam
0: I run that site Wow. My gosh. Damn. That's, that's amazing, man. Do you mind if you like, tell us about your journey? Like, how did you get started from, from you know, doing what you were doing at first, and then after that, finding your co-founders, and then after that, building this up together yeah. as a business?
1: Yeah. I actually met my co-founders at a, a, a friend introduced us over breakfast, it's funny enough, and we ended up working on oh. <laughs> some consulting and content okay, cool. some consulting and content projects together, we did a small project mm-hmm. um, for yeah. um, uh, one of the University of California universities, which was really, really cool mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about how kind yep. they approach content um, yep. and we it really hit it off and so uh, we decided that they had some businesses going at the same time i was at that time I was doing a lot of consulting we decided to combine okay. forces. Um, which is great because it allowed us to bootstrap barbed. We did end up raising a round of seed funding for barbed about a year in, but it Mm -hmm. allowed us to bootstrap Mm -hmm. the first year and to use a lot of the other projects we had going on to, to help fund that. So we raised a round of funding, about a year in, and that's when we started hiring employees and and, and really leveling up the company beyond just the three of us. Everything else was kind of working with freelancers and and us doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, the transition wasn't easy. Uh, and I would say that yep. part of me really wanted to start barbed earlier. But hey, you know, Definitely. in hindsight, you always want to start something earlier. And there are always decisions
0: Definitely. we can talk about
1: me that too. you make differently. Uh, just to sum up, there are always decisions I think we make differently in hindsight. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I think that sometimes you you want to be appreciative that you did what you did when you did, right? Because you always could have yep. started later, and that's almost never optimal.
0: Mm-hmm. True, true. Some, sometimes I believe it's how it's, it's like, we are always so eager to start our own business, start our own projects, but mm-hmm. somehow brother, it's either we procrastinate or it's either God is like telling us, Hey man, time is, time is not right now. The time is not right now. You can, you can give it a shot, try it out, but then you might fall. You might have some setbacks. It's okay. You're going to learn. You're going to, make sure that you up your level, up your level until you really reach that level and you get that amount of success that you want for mm-hmm. your business, for, for, for anything. So I believe like, you know, like how Gary Vee always say it, it's like patience is the key to the game, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you're not patient enough and you just want it fast, 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 and the next moment, everything will just go haywire. That's Like, true. like yeah, you you're just stepping on your own landmine <laughs> because you are, Hoping that hey, uh, I can get a million by 2020. But then coronavirus came, and then you want to make you want to scale it up to even more. But somehow, rather certain things, certain setbacks keep coming. So yeah, I mean, all this all this will take time. All this will take time to eventually give you the results that you wanted. Just that it will take time. Like how you and your co-founders took some time to create this. Uh, Whole business, join forces, and etc. So, during this period of time when you were building this business up, do you mind if you share like what was the what was the number one challenge that you faced? Yeah,
1: I think the number one challenge for us was figuring out um, mm-hmm. what channels to focus on. So, do we go all okay. in on building content for Facebook? for instagram for youtube where are we focusing our efforts for content because to build a true media brand if you want to i I believe that you need to build across different platforms you shouldn't be super reliant on just one platform some other people disagree Mm -hmm. and they have very good points that's just my opinion we Mm -hmm. long term wanted to build a brand that could live across platforms so because of Mm -hmm. that um, it was difficult at first, and it's still a big challenge to figure out where we yeah. focus because we only have so many resources, right? Every business has a limited number yes. of resources, at least a small business right. like ours does. Where do we focus mm-hmm. those resources? So that is a continuing challenge. Where do we focus our resources, and how do we allocate them across different platforms?
0: Nice, nice, nice. Okay, so you know when you were face, you were facing this uh, challenge for your business itself, like you do not know. Whether should you go all in, whether should you go, you know, certain platforms and things like that. Have you ever felt like giving up when you were building this whole business? Mm. I don't
1: think I felt like giving up when building this business. I, I would say there are other ventures oh, I've had in the past where I did feel like giving up. Barbend is what I, I love it. It mm-hmm. combines my passion with which with something I think the market needs and our team is fantastic. I'm very fortunate. I've never felt like giving okay. up on Barbend, but oh, um all right. but I think that's only because you know, I spent the, previous, the, the six years before Barbend working mm-hmm. in a lot of capacities that I wasn't so passionate about. And I had a lot of times where I did yep. feel like giving up, to be perfectly okay. honest. Um, I haven't felt that yet. I think every entrepreneur finds that along their journey. Um, I don't think I would ever feel like that for Barbend, even if something were to go catastrophically wrong. I, I don't think mm-hmm. I'd want to give up you know what I mean? Whether or not we want yeah, something get to happen I mean. doesn't always mean it's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I feel very fortunate and it's never been an issue of desire for me with this company.
0: Okay. Wow. Well, cool. That's that's amazing. That's great to hear. I mean, like a lot of businesses are being affected, like especially mm-hmm. this time around and many of them are giving up. So I believe your story, with your story, I believe uh, everyone will you know, take this as a great inspiration to Move forward and keep on going. And uh, just want to check with you, like, how has the current COVID nineteen yeah. situation affected your business? That's a great question, and I
1: think everyone's affected in some capacity, right? We we have mm-hmm. we had certain outlets for revenue that dropped. We saw an almost immediate drop in um, in certain parts of our traffic. I, I would say our traffic is uh-huh. actually not dropped that much overall, or really any overall if you compare month to month. Um, okay. But we definitely saw an immediate decrease in news traffic because there weren't as many weightlifting events and powerlifting events and CrossFit events. They've been postponed and canceled. The Olympics has been postponed to next year. That's what, that's like our bread and butter event for the year. So we, we definitely Mm -hmm. saw a decrease in, um, Traffic for and and just honestly stories to write content about uh, on our news verticals. Fortunately, mm-hmm. we're not just a news site. We also write about training methodologies. We write opinion pieces. Right. We write nutrition content. We write content that's a little more evergreen. So we've really had to yep. go more heavily into that evergreen content, which has not been a you know it, it's it's not necessarily been the easiest thing um, because we did have to reallocate some resources and people who might be writing more yep. news now they're writing mm-hmm. working on this other sort of content and trying to kind of. Mm-hmm up their skill sets in other realms. Um, You know, I I will say that I think we're very fortunate in that we have weathered the storm better than a lot of businesses. And I think we're going to come out of this a stronger business than when we went in. We have set everyone up to work from home, which has been a real blessing. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't the easiest thing in the world. I'm not going to say we weren't affected, but I I don't think anything uh, catastrophic for the business.
0: Wow, okay, nice. I mean like evergreen topics like uh, you know training programs and all this kind of stuff. I believe it, it will be very useful, especially for people who are doing CrossFit or who just joined CrossFit mm-hmm. weightlifting, gym and all this kind of uh, stuff. I'm pretty sure they would love to check it out. So for those of you who are listening to this, or watching to this, watching this, don't forget, you know, to check out Barband and it's 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 a, a Amazing platform, I would say, and and um, I, I would like to actually ask you, right? You know, uh, COVID nineteen has affected you somehow, rather. So what? are the next steps that you'll be taking to rise up from this sit- current situation?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing for us has been to make sure that our team can continue to do the work that they're good at, but also can continue to yep. push the boundaries, right? So uh, yes. we, we need to produce better and better content across more platforms, mm-hmm. right? So how do we produce yep. more content? How do we produce better content? Uh, it, it's very easy, especially I've fallen victim to this when we're stuck at home to kind of just coast right to just do the easy things but how do we Mm -hmm. keep getting better and how do we expand our own skill sets and the skill sets uh, among our team members that's been a a real challenge and and that's certainly something that i think is more difficult to do when everyone's working remotely and stuck in their homes Mm -hmm. than when you can come into an office environment and you can feel that energy in person so that's been a challenge for us but it's something that we're finding creative ways to overcome and i'm I'm very thankful to our team for for being able to do
0: that Wow, so like what kind of creative ways were you able to come out to overcome this this uh you know easy coast kind of challenge? We've been
1: some, we've been basically asking our team to surprise us and to surprise each other, right? So we we have our video okay. we have video conference meetings, we have regular check-ins, but it, it's kind of been like cool, run with something and bring us a draft of it. Normally we might run out we might throw an idea out there or an outline Mm -hmm. for a new type of video or a new type of content we might discuss it a little bit more we've kind of had fun where it's been like look we're not going to publish anything unless we unless it's good unless we have multiple sets of eyes on it but Mm -hmm. surprises like take something and and just do a first draft and don't tell anyone about it and bring it to the meeting and kind of show and tell and like try something new and we've just been having a lot of fun with that and we i think i've gotten a lot of really really cool ideas out of that where it's just like hey you're alone in your apartment Have some fun with this, do this yourself, see what you can do just from your own mind. Not everything Mm -hmm. has to be super, super collaborative um, all the time and just see what you can create instead of what the team can create since we're not all in the same place Mm -hmm. right now. And that's been a fun, Mm -hmm. that's been a really fun thing. And I think it's been, I
0: think it's been fruitful. Wow, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, uh, you know, on top of that, what are some of the mistakes that you've made in terms of creating content, like you you have mentioned about you know uh, doing evergreen stuff and all, so have you ever made any mistakes?
1: Oh, definitely. I, I mean, there, mm-hmm. there, It's too. I've made so many. We've made so many mistakes. It's def, It's impossible to just narrow them down to a couple. But what I will say is, I yep. think what we should have done more of, more frequently, was make sure that yes. our our keystone or our cornerstone content, as some people would call it was getting updated more frequently, which we now do. So our big pieces, whether it be a big review of like a major product that a lot of people want insight into, whether it be a big training guide, like you know the ultimate guide to performing a deadlift correctly, whether it be, yep. you know, whatever it is, the portal page about a particular sport, it's very important that Uh, Yeah, that content's important. People come back to it time and time again, and you need to give it love Mm -hmm. regularly. So we do a better job of that than we used to. I still think we can do an an increasingly better job of that. And that's something I think we should have prioritized earlier on.
0: All right. Okay, cool. So I I have a follower from Indonesia. He he saw that, you know, I'm going to interview you. So he had had me to ask you this question. And this question was, How do you use the association and connection you've got with the top athletes and record holders in the weightlifting landscape to make bar band into a profitable business? So I will say like, I think when we work with
1: influencers, when we work with athletes, um, it's not, it's a little disconnected from a profit from profit margin, right? Okay. Like, like when I when one of our editorial members is interviewing a world record holder, they're not thinking like, how much money is this going to make the site necessarily? Now, obviously, that's something that's okay. always on my mind. As, as someone who runs a business, you have to think of the dollars and cents. Um, yes. I will say that our influencer work or, or when we're working with athletes to create really good content to give insight into their training, you know, we're not if, if they're like, giving us their training program to publish and like letting people know about Uh the training program you know we're not going to change that content to make it the most monetizable we're not going to like say they do this type of squat instead of this other type of squat because we think it's going to make more money Mm -hmm. in for ads on the page Uh, you know we have to we have to focus on um bringing a level of authenticity to to the space and we look we are we have to be revenue focused we're a business we have to make money but i but i think that you know, when it comes to the realm of how we're working with a lot of influencers in the space, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's not necessarily part of the discussion. We think that if we tell the good stories, if we showcase their mm-hmm. true accomplishments, people are going to come to the site. That's going to make the site money. So it's not necessarily about, okay. cha- we don't want to change any, <clears throat> um, you know, we don't want to like misquote someone because we think it's going to be a juicier piece. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we, we really want to maintain our editorial integrity, especially when we work with people outside of the company.
0: Oh, so that means like, um, like, like, um, how affiliate marketers are doing, like you guys get them in these influencers and to promote their programs and then you get a cut from there, something like this, or get their products and services over there and then you get.
1: Yeah, Yeah. we do participate in a a good number of affiliate programs. I mean, I I think that, um, Uh most major, it's funny, most major publishers do, and I think they were doing it actually often before a lot of the big publishers were doing it before we were, you know, um. So uh, I I think that, um, you know, we do participate in affiliate programs. Uh, We participate in, you know, Amazon's affiliate program. We participate in a a number of affiliate programs, right? Um, So uh, that's fairly common for for outlets. Um, I would say influencer marketing is a little bit of, uh, is a little different in that, you know, influencers are paying for, um, you know, like an influencer to push out their product. We do have a sponsored content vertical. Which is which is oh, you know basically okay. separate. It's kind of like separate from our you know from yes. um, other ways that we monetize. So if we have a piece of sponsored content that we work with a brand to produce, you're going to see on that piece of content it's going to say sponsored by, right? You're not going to uh-huh. it's disclosed. You can't you can't read or watch or listen to that content without knowing it's disclosed. Just like if you have an ad on a podcast, mm-hmm. this podcast is yep. brought to you by X Y Z. Like you say it right there at the beginning. Um, yeah, same with our uh, sponsored content that you'll read on our site. It says right at the beginning, you know, this is sponsored Mm -hmm. by, uh, by Under Armour or this is sponsored by, um, whoop or something like that. So, um, okay. Yeah. uh, Sponsored content is something we do. Um, that -hmm. is, I think the closest thing to influencer marketing. Um, which is, I think what that question was about.
0: Yeah. Okay. understand. Cool. 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 Wow. That's, that's awesome. Now, you know, I mean, like uh, we have so so many golden nuggets and advices from you just now. So, you know, um, we are coming to the end of the whole session and I would like to actually ask you this uh, very last question. And that is, if you were to start all over again, mm. right, start barbell, uh, bar, uh, barbell all over again, what is your step-by-step approach you would use to build everything back up again? Right.
1: That's a great question. I would raise money uh, earlier. I'd raise money even pre-launch of the website, which would be di- cool. which would be a little more difficult in many ways because you know yes. you don't have a product to 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 show. Mm-hmm. You don't have the content to show. Yep. But I would do that so we could hire a full-time, larger editorial and creative staff earlier on. I would focus on video Mm -hmm. earlier on, and I would focus on podcasting earlier on. I would actually worry about volume of content a little bit less. For the first couple years, it was all about, oh, we have to cover every single little event and every single big event and everything in between. And sometimes Mm -hmm. that content just wasn't truly useful. To people, we weren't really focusing on. Okay. We weren't asking ourselves like, "Hey, what is actually useful?" We published a lot of training content that honestly wasn't the best. That was a little redundant. Um, I would have focused oh, on okay. going, maybe producing less written content and going more cross-platform earlier, especially in the podcast and video
0: realms. Wow. Okay. Cool. Cool. Wow. So for those of you who are watching, remember, you know what David has mentioned. If you guys are always writing writing content. Don't just write content, go across different platforms such as podcasting, like the one that we are having right now, and even videos and even um, I would say live videos, for example, pre-recorded videos like this and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, give it a try, give it a shot and see which one works for you. And then, you know, you never know, You you'll be like the next... Russell Brunson that that has all those amazing <laughs> kind of uh you know videos to, and and uh, funnels that that's over over there so yeah i mean like wow thank you so much for you know appearing on this episode and it's it's really amazing uh opportunity to get to interview you and you know on a side joke you know um at first when i was introduced you at first I thought I was gonna interview the singer David Tao oh yeah not 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 quite the same I'm sorry about that he would have been a bigger he would have been a bigger get for sure nah I, I mean you're also a huge get as well so I mean wow, thanks thanks so much oh by the way uh, before we go, do you mind if you share with our audience where can they look for you and uh, which website, things like that?
1: Sure. Well, barbend.com and at barbend on most social platforms is a way to follow along with barbend. And then me personally, you can find me on Instagram mm-hmm. at David Tao, And you can find me on Twitter at okay. D underscore TAO. So
0: uh, yeah, give me a shout. Would uh, Would love to hear from you folks. All right. Okay. So with that, I would like to thank each and everyone for tuning in to this episode. Uh, we really, you know, hope that you are able to stay safe, stay healthy during this period of time so that you can catch more episodes of The legacy Show and also at the same time, follow Barben as well. And especially their amazing content. You guys should check it out, right? So with that, thank you so much and see you guys soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of The Regacy Show. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has brought you to an epiphany where you realize that this is where you want to go and this is what you want to do. So I hope you will continue to support and also at the same time, like, comment and share this episode out to your people to your family your friends and not forgetting that we have just created a telegram group it's called the ragazzi show family so you can go and check it out and let us know how you find this group is serving you all right so with that i would like to thank you once again see you and stay tuned for another episode of the ragazzi show